it's got just such a typical lace there. I love the sound of paper turning. It's like turning Malabia. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. All right, I'm going to do my intro. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of. Oh, hi, guys. As you can probably already tell, I'm joined by my friend Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sally. I mean, Wilbur. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for coming. I'm actually really excited about today's episode. Yes, I can see you're practically sliding off your chair. Practically. So this is our follow-up to Carol. (laughs) (laughs) This is a follow-up, guys. This is a follow-up. So basically what I wanted to do today was talk to you about Carol, the movie, and all the great parts of Carol. No, I'm kidding. We're going to do gaze on film. And whenever I... And television. And television, yeah. So whenever I think of that, I think, like, I sing it to my head, in my head as, gaze on film. Yeah, it's a song, isn't it? Yeah, girls on film. Same. I don't know if that's what the song's called, actually. I just know that's some words. No, I just called some film, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Um, Yeah, so basically I want to talk to you about gays on film, and I'm very, very excited to be talking about Talk with me or at me? At you, mostly. (laughs) Yeah, so I've got some notes, and I'll go through (laughs) them, and uh, you can just uh, chime in when you feel like it. Sure. When I say gays on film, I immediately think, Zena, Buffy, True Blood. Do you know any of these shows? <laughs> <laughs> there was a really homosexual episode of Highway to Heaven. <laughs> Do tell, because I don't have that written down. <laughs> Touched by an angel? Oh, wasn't he? (laughs) (laughs) And that episode of Little House in the Prairie. Oh, Oh, girl. (laughs) Uh, No, so that's my cultural references. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think of when I think of, like, gays on film. Did you watch Xena? No. Every Saturday night I was there for Xena and I taped it and I had a lot of tapes of Xena, um, video cassette tapes. VHS, baby. And I would cut out a picture of Zena's face from a magazine and stick it on the cover of the VHS. And I would take out that little tab so that my dad couldn't accidentally record over it if he wanted to, like, record the 7.30 report or something. <laughs> In the days before the internet. Yeah, so, and I, I loved it. It wasn't overtly gay at all. From the things I've seen, like. I think they were, t- it was a lot of tongue-in-cheek, like it wasn't overtly like. Literally. Yeah, Zena and Gabrielle weren't like scissoring or anything, like on the battlefield. Like, I'm trying to say scissor every episode. <laughs> <coughs> it's my Easter egg. <laughs> um, it's my rabbit warren. There's <laughs> rabbit hole. Mm. How many times can I say rabbit hole in this oh, episode? God. No, but it wasn't. Like, it wasn't overt. I think it was that real tongue-in-cheek kind of two two birds travelling around the countryside, good versus evil. <laughs> two birds. Is that how it was sto- <laughs> sold? So, we've got these two birds. 
these two Sheilas. Um, yeah, they, they're both pretty hot. Uh, we'll stick one in leather with a sword. <laughs> Speaking of that, though, I had this huge Xena poster behind my bed. And your parents didn't know until they found the alcohol. I think the excitement of finding out a movie's got a gay character is like Christmas mm. coming. Like it just makes me, I think it makes my heart sing because I'm like, <laughs> really? And then immediately when I go, the ladies going to get up to? <laughs> I wonder what the storyline will be. Someone will have a mental issue and then they'll be married to a man and then fall in love with a woman and go to a mental institution because they're clearly crazy. And oh, then, God, this is Carol, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, if you brought it up, let's talk about Carol. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen it. No, no, but I find that uh, not now so much but in a lot of those earlier kind of movies and I'm really thinking heavenly creatures here I guess um is that <laughs> lesbians have these mental issues which kind of explains all of their behavior like oh these two girls are disturbed they're lesbians mm. and they're psychotic killers like yeah so I, I think... mean it seems to fit the card right monster <laughs> <laughs> yeah well whatever but no that feeling and I remember even around the time of like high art and bound for me, renting them from the video shop and having that exciting secret almost, like that you knew that you were going to be seeing some sort of lesbian, I mean, well, bound, lesbian oh. sex scene. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hello, Jennifer Chili. Oh, God, how oh. perfect is she? How perfect is she all of the time? Like She is. She's just it's just something about her she just has this quality about herself where she's serious but she doesn't take herself seriously yeah and I think she uses that voice like because she's clearly very intelligent I think in bound mm. so she uses that real dumb and I'm using inverted commas dumb blonde kind of you know like voice and stuff that yeah, I don't know. I love her so much. Oh, just incidentally, she was also in an episode of Frasier. Yeah. And she was hilarious in that too. Also a really funny episode. <laughs> we'll talk about that on my Frasier podcast. Also, that does not exist. Um, and will never. Hmm, it's actually a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, so I would take those, those movies home and <laughs> essentially with Hyatt, I remember waiting for my parents to leave and... And watching it and just being submerged into this lesbian. How long are you guys going to be? <laughs> uh, running times, two hours. So, so do you think you'll be going for that long or can I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to pause. <laughs> but, you know, like, and then even, like, then just, like, watching and watching them, like, and just. Is that really cheating? Yeah, it is. And Thanks, Ra Google. And Ryder Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, so I remember watching them and. You know, even to the point of movies like But I'm a Cheerleader and stuff. Like, and That's I know, a funny movie. Yeah, and I know that we all watched that together and we loved it. And, like, um, I think that too was that, that idea of it not being okay. But then that message in the end that it was okay, I think it kind of gives you that yeah. hope in a way. But I think, like, having representation, and I think the kids, 
and I'm, I'm going to say this and sound like an old lady, the kids today, it's, it's good because there are those kind of movies out there where it's not, I guess they're not watching them in secret or there is so many, so, so many gay people mm. and it's much more accepted and tolerated yeah. now. And I hate using that word tolerated. But, yeah, if, but for me growing up, I didn't have any real representation of any of that. I kind of made a no. f- fantasy out of even straight movies. I would reimagine them in my mind with, well, with me in it and someone I found. Kate Blanchett. Um, great film. Well, you know I um, love Kate Blanchett. Like, so, yeah, I do imagine myself, you know, whatever, as a partner of Kate Blanchett. But, yeah, like it's kind of like that. Like, I don't know, did you ever do that? Well, I mean, let's put this into perspective. When you think about the way that gays and obviously men and gays and lesbians for anyone who is particular about references. Mm-hmm. I am not, by the way, anyone listening. I just group everyone together as gay um, because that's what I always have done. So, mm. Well, it's very limiting and quite <laughs> ignorant. <laughs> well, um, maybe it is, but I think, <laughs> you know, like, oh, hey, gays, like, dudes, like, come on, come dudes. on. Dudes. So what about the ladies? Well, I call ladies dudes too. Pals, mm. all pals, come. Mate. Um, no, I only use mate in anger. I hate that word. Yeah, but I only use it when I'm pissed off. Now listen here, mate. That's why I hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Um, no, but putting it into perspective, the gay and lesbian journey is years ahead of, and as I've said in previous episodes, um, I'm a transgendered woman, so my realisation really has been and my recognition in film hasn't really been there until Mm. more recently. Um, Not even in Some Like It Hot? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Please continue. Thanks, Tony Curtis. Um, No, but that's the fact. I mean... When you yeah. think of the trajectory that the gay rights movement has taken in their, I guess, and you said tolerance and acceptance, it's transgender's probably, what, 10, 20 years behind probably? Yeah, well, I think it's it's very far behind. But, yeah, I would say so. Because what, what, what are the trans movies? Give me some trans movies. Well, I mean... The first movie that I had a connection with was realistically a gay-centred um, movie. And that what was, was that? Priscilla. Oh, yeah. But come on. Terrence Stamp? Oh, no, that's a that brilliant. That is an yeah. amazing performance. Yeah. This is the first time that I saw myself yeah. and heard about how I felt and was talking about the experiences that I had with my parents. Yeah. That was honestly mind-blowing for me. Yeah. I mean, I think too, yeah, that was a real introduction to that world of colour and Mm. and humour and and violence, I guess, as well. Like I always, when I think of Priscilla, the scene that comes to mind is when Guy Pearce is beaten up and 
I remember finding that very disturbing at the time. So I guess the fox answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I remember being really deeply affected by that and that idea that that, that kind of stuff can happen. Like, But I guess that's the point it does and it's not really realistically spoken about in terms of gay and lesbian and transgendered relationships <clears throat> because, I mean... Going on a quick tangent, when you think about the you know how much I love tangents. Yeah, the <laughs> Me Too movement and Times Up movement. It was very cisgendered male against on female yes. sexual harassment and things like that. But you want to see some mind blowing statistics? Look at the statistics where transgendered people have such high levels of having mental health issues because they're bullied and not accepted, their high rates of crime against them, and I'm talking about rape and murder. Mm. Like you just think that that's just not really spoken about and I am appreciative of when they are spoken about and... That's why I appreciate Laverne Cox these mm, days. Yes, yeah. yeah, such a great. positive um, role model. I myself loved Janet Mock. Yeah, amazing writer. Loved her book. Mm, absolutely, I have a friend who loves her as well. And I just loved how they were part of that conversation, and so was Carmen Carrera about. Having that conversation back to cisgendered people, like when um, Carmen Carrera was on Katie Couric's mm. talk show, and she, Katie Couric, I'm sure is a very liberal person, very open, understanding, but asked about genitals. Mm. Yeah, I find that's the fascination. I find that kind of stuff very jarring, even as a as not a trans person. Um, yeah, I do find that stuff really But that's jarring. like Barbara Walters interviewing the, uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't recall her name. She was a Canadian beauty queen wanting to be in Miss Universe, but obviously there were rules about mm. transgendered people not competing. And um, but she did an interview with Bob Walters and it was such a more jarring conversation. So if I looked at you naked, I would see a woman, correct? Oh, Barbara Walters, though, is she, like, she gone off the rocker, though? Like, no, but see, when you think of these people, Barbara Walters, Katie Curry. They've got a really big following, um, I think. Like, they're and, um, but they're like, understanding. Yeah. They're not conservative. They're not trying to be negative anyway. And I don't take it as that... But it's just kind of taking a phrase from G.I. Jane, <laughs> just a brain fart moment. Yeah. And so we where, should... where you think that that's an appropriate question to ask somebody. I think, though, too, that's like, and I, you know, I don't want to, like, make a generalised sweeping statement. <laughs> but you will. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Um, I do want to make that. I think it's, like, straight white women. Like, that is so typical of straight white women, like, to me, like, is very open, very understanding, but then you get down But see, I don't see it as a woman issue or anything like that. I think it's cisgendered people yeah. who feel that they have the 
right to us. Do you think it's not about people understanding, though? Like, I think it's about people trying to understand and they're going about it that way. And so what if they don't? I guess if they don't know, then they should say, I don't know how to talk about this. Or don't talk about it. But how do you know, though? Like, I mean, I'm interested. As a lesbian, I'm interested in in trans issues and, you know, all that kind of stuff, like the reassignment and all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. how does that mentally affect you? Like, but I don't send that up to the person. I mean, that's where they're directing the conversation. And that was like um, when Janet Mock was on Piers Morgan, of all mm. people. Um, and he was quite much the same. Mm. Male, you were born a male, you were a man. Yeah. That type of reference. I get the point, but back up because this is that person's lived experience. Mm. My experience now is totally different to that and I really don't need a reminder of that. I'm just trying to live my life and move forward like everyone else is. And unless you want to have sex with me, I don't want to talk about my genitals with Which you. I don't. <laughs> so we don't have to talk um, about it then. Like, that's fine. You come on to me all <laughs> You wish I did. Oh. So then that brings me back to the point about having representation in films and and making more of those films. Like, you know, I think for me with trans characters, you know, I think of the L word when one of the characters in that uh, went trans. I think of um, Chaz Bono. Mm. I think um, Trans America. You know, I, I think of those kind of, like, that's where I reach for when I think about it. I mean, I loved that movie, Trans America. Oh. I went to see it with you. I think you loved it more than I did. I appreciated it. And Felicity Huffman should have won a fucking Oscar for that performance. But then again, a woman playing a trans... And I know that's a, that's a concern people have. Mm. Um, Do you have that concern about the representation of trans in, in films? Like, I know Laverne Cox, you know, like, in Orange is the New Black, mm. like, it's not a man playing a woman. Yeah. like It's a transgendered person playing a yeah. transgendered person. So do you have an issue with, with... I personally don't know. Um... Because you don't I, have, you I have can issue, draw, sorry. no, I don't yeah. have an issue mm. because I can understand and draw the inference like as far as I'm aware, um, Alison Hannigan is not a lesbian. Willow is not a um, lesbian in real I life. Would, yeah, I would debate that because I think uh, Alison Hannigan and Okay, Willow. she's married to a man. doesn't matter. She's um, a lesbian in my <laughs> mind. So like Kate Blanchett is a lesbian. Cool. But they're not. So yeah. that's where my thought about it comes. Um, mm. I think when you get somebody who has a different experience, then they can draw from that experience in a different way and maybe bring light to it, bring another perspective to it where somebody can, I guess, maybe get it mm. a little. Oh, okay, I kind of get it now. Because yeah. there's another perspective that I can relate to. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of think like a transgendered person, playing a transgendered person would be the person who could actually portray how that, act, what that journey is. I don't know, but it's acting. I mean, that's how I'm thinking about it. These are the people who are actors. And 
I'm not taking away from the fact that I don't want to see more transgender representation in film mm. and television. I totally do, and it's starting to happen a lot more. Um, but, yeah. yeah, that's my two cents. That's your two cents. Um, I think, too, like just talking about gays on TV, I mean, I think, you know, we've named the kind of um, Buffy, True Blood, uh, Xena to a certain extent, all the TV shows mm. that I liked. But also things like uh, Six Feet Under, yeah. Queer as Folk, um, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Callie. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay, bring it down about three knots. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love her. And that was the only reason I watched that show. Um, it wasn't the drama. It wasn't the writing. It no. Wasn't the <laughs> it wasn't the drama. Although yeah, I did enjoy it while I was there. But it, that, that kind of drama just gets me all worked up, like, and I can't deal with it. Like, I'm like, oh, there's too much going on. Like, scandal. I just couldn't deal with all the drama and the deceit and the guns and, I don't know, everything was just going out of control. Um, the Good Wife had some. Yeah. Um, and now The Good Fight has one of the key characters is a lesbian, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Um Orange is the New Black, of course. I'm not a yeah. big fan of that show, but there are a lot of lesbians in that. And, of course, Transparent. Yes. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Amazing. So you you like that show? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to take away anything from anyone else's possible performance, but the performance that was there from Jeffrey Tambor, mm. come on. Oh, amazing. And I love that show because of him. Like... And, and Moira and stuff like that, like how he, he made that character. Yeah. So, but this, And that's what I was saying earlier because you've got a different perspective. Mm. And let's put it into general speak. A transgender person is somebody who identifies as the gender opposite to their assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. Here's a man who then lives as a woman, whether that is his true experience, that is still the basic experience. Yeah. So I don't see anything wrong in that portrayal. And you've also got to take your wins when you get them. There was a lot of conversation about trans people, trans relationships, the show's writer about their mother, Jeffrey Tambor, whenever he won an award, which he won several, (laughs) was Mm. very vocal about it and was probably one of the first people who actually said what we talked about earlier, more trans representation in film. Yeah, absolutely. So just going back to your point before about him, I guess, because to me as Jeffrey Tambor as a man Mm. and when I think of trans, like when I think of you and the stories that you've told me about yourself, um, you've always felt like a girl. Yeah. But I guess when I think of him, he's a man, he's married in real life to a woman, he's never felt like that. So he he can't really transfer that experience. But he still goes through it. I mean, living that role, having to work, have mannerisms, speech. As an actor, yeah, I can That's see right. that. But he's not bringing that 
that actual experience of, of being five years old and wanting a Barbie and oh, not I getting it because that. you should be playing with trucks. Like, yeah, so that's all I'm saying and that's why I think it's really important and I know you do as well for trans actors and even gay and lesbian actors. Yeah, but the thing I'd like to see is how about a romantic comedy with a big male star who falls in love with a transgendered woman? Okay, so I think we're looking at about 15 years for that. Like, <laughs> you need to take it down. Brad Pitt will still be in <laughs> books by then. Um, I mean, I wish and I hope. Like, that, yeah. That's no, but thing. that's that's where it needs to go because, mm. but it's relationships is generally where you saw most of those films go. It's a relationship between two people. Yeah, but even on the TV shows, and I, I need to just mention because I didn't before the the lesbian story on ER um, that they had where they had a child and then the partner died who gave birth to the child. And that person, the, the deceased person's mm. family came and took the child away from the mm. other mother. You know, that was really ahead of its time, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that as well. But in, yeah, movies, like, so the romance, and that's where it comes together in goes on film. Because that's what we are. We're social beings. We want to interact with somebody. And what I think a lot of gay films have ended up doing is showing those relationships. Brokeback Mountain. <gasps> God, I still watch that movie and I love it and I cry all the time. The opening the scene, Michelle Williams crying. Um, I, just, I loved all of them. Every single person in that movie yeah. was great and I really, really love it. And I remember, I think we all went as a group to see it and it was packed, the cinema was packed and we were sitting near a bunch of girls. They were only, they were quite young. Um, and I think they came to see it for different reasons. It was um, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so they saw it for different reasons than, say, me, and I remember when that tent scene happened, mm. them, this sort of sharp intake of breath and discussion about did, did they just have sex? Like, and it's like, well, the rest of this movie is going to be bad for you guys. Like, mm. you know, it's just, if that's what your expectation is. Yeah. Like, but I still love that movie. That's one of my all-time favourite yeah. love stories because I think it is one of those beautiful love stories, especially at the end with the shirt, like, just breaks my heart. Yeah. I'm a sucker for love stories. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. We're all yeah. that way. But what's your favourite love story? Your favourite gay love story? Really? You don't really have any? No, I don't really have one. Uh, not Trans America? That's a good one. It's not really a love chasing story. Chasing Amy? I've never seen Chasing Amy. Uh, turning the podcast off. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> um, I, well, my favourite one, of course, is Carol. <laughs> Carol. Um, if these walls could talk to Oh, the two old ladies. Holy shit. That is so sad. That is crazy. It's awful. I still get weepy thinking about it. I don't watch that movie at the moment well, now because I hate the idea of being so upset at the beginning. Mm. 
But yeah, so really sucker punches you in your face. Oh my like god, first, a karate kicks you in the nose. That like, story is yeah, so sad. It's awful. Awful. And so awkward. And It's still one of my favourites, having said that. But I'm a cheerleader is one of my favourites as well. Mm. Plus like my first taste of RuPaul, in a way, like in a film role, <laughs> who I love. But you've never seen Two Wong Fu? <laughs> no. I came out before. Bottom and Chile came out before. No, I didn't. Oh, no, I hadn't seen that then. Um, no, I hadn't seen that. I'll tell you what, one movie that I don't like and that I'm not really going to talk about because I hate it so much. Is Hate's the, a very strong word. Yeah, well, it can be applied to this movie. The Kids Are All Right. Where yeah. Julianne Moore sleeps with the father, yeah. well, the donor. Of the sperm? Yeah, that's an odd one. I was so angry and upset in that movie. I didn't even see the end of it. I had to leave because I was like, this is such a ridiculous representation. Mm. I fucking hated it. It made me so angry. Even now I feel like I'm really angry about it. Yeah. It was awful. Kissing Jessica Stein, have you seen that? No. It's kind of like another one. It's like a real slow burn lesbian love story. And I think they end up with men. Well, I think she ends up with a man. I think the other one's Great right ending. I know, I know. Like, that's the thing. I don't know. I can't really remember. Are you talking about the movie or your love life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could interchange it with Maholland Drive. Yeah. Oh, my God. That movie. That movie affected me the same way that Carol did. So when I finished watching Carol, I saw it at home on my TV by myself and I, like, was breathless by the time it had finished. Like, I couldn't, like, I was so, as it built to that ending Mm. of this happy, happy ending, like, it was, I was breathless and then I had to play it again. Like, I just had to play it immediately because I was like, (gasps) and that's how. I need to relive that. Yeah, and that's how my Holland Drive made me feel as well, I think, at the time, because that was early 2000s, I think. Mm. Um, and just that, yeah, that whole feeling of this, I mean, that's a crazy story, and I still don't know that I understand it, <laughs> but that relationship between those women, like, I think it was, mm. that made me feel like that as well. But nothing has made me feel like Carol, like that, I was not. We've the- got it. I was knocked off my feet with Welcome Carol. Welcome to your intervention. You're not allowed <laughs> to mention Carol ever again. You're addicted. I just want to talk about Carol. That's what no. a junkie says. Really? Don't let the vampires in. <laughs> Cut that out. Um, call Me By Your Name. I saw recently. I loved it. And I loved everything about it. And I loved the relationship. I loved the setting. I loved the sounds. Like... Of the bikes and the tyres and the pedals and the squeaking and stuff like that. I love the sound the gate made. I love the sound that it made when they were walking on the floor. That whole movie for me that was about sounds. Like, um, Have you seen that? No. Okay. You have to see it. It's really good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing some resistance. <laughs> What's wrong? What are you? What, what's the problem? I don't know. I just I find those situations very difficult to handle. 
because I obviously understand elements of what the film is and I just think when you, I don't know, the age difference has an issue for me. Yeah. Like it's very, when you're looking at it through a lens of our current (laughs) Me Too, Time's Up lens, you're looking at things totally differently. You're looking at those type of things that were probably seen as fine. But I had the same issue with films where it's heterosexual characters doing similar things. Mm. I just, I find that uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Well, then you probably shouldn't watch this, maybe. But then (laughs) I do understand probably where the element has come from Mm. um, because... I understand that realistically it's designed to be something like a, a like three movies mm. at different stages yeah. in their life. Yeah. So maybe that accounts for that. But I just, I don't know. Me personally, I just find those things always a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. That's all right. You can have that opinion. Yeah. But it's a beautiful film. It's beautiful. Well, the sounds. <laughs> yeah, Did it, it win an Oscar? <laughs> No, actually. That would be interesting to find out about sounds. Mm. The sound person. <laughs> like, Bravo. Sound Bravo. The way that those speak went across the floor. That was um, yeah, no, I don't know. But I'm looking forward to seeing the second one because the way that the first one ended with him looking into the fire and crying, again, it just tears you the shit up. Like, mm. It's crazy. It kind of took me back to like those and work with me on this Queer as Folk days, like when we used to watch the original Mm. Queer as Folk, the English version. And I don't know, I love gay love stories, like men, like gay men love stories. Like I do. I don't know. It's one of my favourite genres. Mm. Um, So there. There you go. It's shit. You learn something new. I don't think we can have this podcast without talking about Will and Grace. Mm, very true. Um, and surprising maybe to some people, I'm not a fan at all. Um, I'm interested, are you a fan? I like it, but I like it not for the gay aspect. Mm. Jack and Karen. Jack and Karen are amazing. Hilarious. Like, it, it didn't matter that it was gay and she was a rich, drunk, white, straight woman She's with so conservative good. traditional <laughs> values that was just a monster. But awful. She it's awful. just so good hilarious. Though. Yeah. Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly Leslie is a homosexual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. I, apart from the show being this gay show, I think for me it always seemed like a straight person's idea almost of gay people. Um, I don't like... Well, it wasn't queer as folk, was it? Which was (laughs) gratuitous. Okay, cut. Gratuitous. Gratuitous. Like, it wasn't like Queer as Folk, Mm. which was 
so visual about and groundbreaking the sex I think. yeah that went on it yeah. was so drug sex everything it was like yes like you saw it happening yeah. Yeah, yeah and um you're right i mean apart from a couple of kisses here and there you didn't really see anything no you don't and i don't like will <laughs> and i struggle with grace Ouch. yeah i really struggle with grace and I don't know. A part of me always thought to, and having look, I, I need to give the benefit of the doubt. I haven't really watched it a whole lot, and I struggle with people who just love, love, love it. I mean, and I guess a lot of people struggle with my love of Fraser as well. So you know, yeah, some one of them. Uh, <laughs> it's a really great show. I get it. Um, but yeah, I just will. I guess that straight man playing. It was a straight man playing a gay man to me the whole time. And I know that his character was quite uptight and mm. stuff, but it was somebody who, for all the gay men that I know and have known, even the, the businessy straight kind of gay guys, like there was nothing about Will mm. that, that I recognised from anyone that I knew in my life. Yeah. So, and for me, I always had a really big problem with that. Like, and Grace, I just don't like her. And that was just a blanket. Yeah, I like her hair, but I don't like her. And I couldn't be bothered with that. Jack and Karen, yeah. yes. I mean, Jack Perfect. and Karen, that was, yeah, that was the reason I watched it. Yeah, and to me, though, it was a real straight person's idea of of gay life, but I guess too, it was really groundbreaking at the time. And that character of Jack mm. exploded mm. onto screens. And, you know, you, you had this, this openly gay flamboyant mm. man, like just unapologetically being himself. Yeah. And I think that credit where credit is due, but for me, I guess like the other stuff, just not interested in, and, and have never really watched it. Okay. So, We've talked a lot. Yes. Um, and I think it's time to go. And have a drink. And have a drink. Yeah. yeah you need a drink? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. A drink and a smirk. <laughs> <laughs> or a vape, as everyone would remember, I vape. And if you want to know about vaping, just go to the need help section on the website <laughs> and you can find out about vaping and how to make it legal in Australia. Thanks for coming again. No problem. I love talking to you. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm hilarious. And I love everything about you. You love my insights? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Insights. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.